Spark Studio presents People, People, People podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 12. I got to sit down with my dear friend Big Mac, also known as Brandon. Um, we had a fabulous time, laughed a lot, talked about real life, and yeah, shedding your identity, not being boring, and also him living in Mexico City for over three months. So I hope you enjoy, and here we go. Okay, Brandon, welcome to the podcast and the Yellow Couch. I also call you Party Poppy uh, <laughs> due to the fact that you are in love with Mexico City and have lived there for the last three-ish months. So glad you're back in the States so that we can have this conversation. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You are so um, welcome. Real quick, yes. just want to shout out to um, my parents, uh, <laughs> Nana Karkut. Um, nanny, uh, uncles, aunts, cousins. We did it. We're going worldwide. Uh, <laughs> second car cut to be on people, yes. people, people in the last month. Yeah. We're doing it. Killing it. Killing That's the it. first shout out I've had on this podcast. So pretty All stoked right. about that. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Let's jump in. So first question is, who are you? That's a million dollar question right there, Sarah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, let's just start from the beginning. Great. Uh, my name is Brandon Christopher Carcutt. Um, I was born March 8th, 1988 at 10 p.m. in beautiful Whoa. Long Beach, California. Represent. Um, represent Pisces for anyone who cares. <laughs> um, for the Christians that uh, pretend that they're, they're not into astrology, I am an Enneagram 4. Uh, <laughs> is this your dating profile? I have <laughs> Don't reveal my secrets, Sarah. <laughs> you know, typical Southern California kid, grew up going to the beach, um, had two parents that were, like, really amazing and making sure that, like, my brother and I were, like, active in sports, community, mm-hmm. hanging out with people. Um, I don't know. Like, looking back at my childhood, like, I had, like, a really good, like, community of people mm-hmm. that has kind of, like stayed the same in a way but then i've just like built on that like i have i have friends that i've known since i was like four years old and so some of like my best friends like Mm -hmm. you know like aaron justin steinhouse like all these people that i've known forever and it's like super rare and i'm super like stoked that like i have that because i know a lot of people don't have it and then obviously like new friends i've been on the way like yourself and you know a lot of other people so yeah, it's been a, an interesting journey. I feel like this que- this question is like, who are you? And like the whole theme of it is like identity. Yep. And I'm kind of like in a season of shedding my identity yeah. in a way because I look at like who, we'll call him Little B. Like who <laughs> Little B was, Little B. I'm uh, from Long Beach, right? So yeah, got yeah, 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 dog yeah. dog, Little B. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, Little B was like this like scared, like timid, child like i didn't talk to girls for like the first like 23 years of my life yeah you know and the whole thing is like okay is that who brandon is as a person um maybe back then but that is that who i am now 
Yeah. No, I'm a completely different person. So, like, it's interesting, like, this whole idea of, like, identity. Like, who are you, Brandon? Like, who are you as a person? Like, I'm trying to actually be in uh, a mental state of, like, not having an identity, yeah. if you will. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, there's things that, like, make up my character and my personality. But there's also a lot of things that I'm trying to, like, shed and, like, grow from. So... I like that idea of, like, shedding. And the reason why I like it is, I think, about snakes, which, you know, I don't know, Radio whatever. No. But that they're constantly, like, shedding their skin. And sure, I did not know the science behind any of this, but that it is this process of, like, essentially getting, like, new skin. Or when skin falls off, when the skin on our body is, like, exfoliated, it's about, like, shedding off, like, the dead skin that no longer serves a purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's very much, like, what you're currently doing is you're, like, getting rid of the things in your life that, like, really don't define, like, who you are. And maybe there was a point in your life when you were little B that you believed... Little B. Little B. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that you believed these certain things did define you. And now that you're older, you're realizing, like, I don't know if that defines me. Yeah, because, I mean, I, like, clung to, like, my identity so much. I think because I was, like, shy and felt like an outcast, like a lot of people in their adolescence, I clung to, like... Uh, music, mm -hmm. movies, like artistic things that were maybe like counterculture outside of like the mainstream. And that became like a sense of pride for me where it's like um, I was like straight edge for like the first 32 years of my life because all of the popular kids were like, you know, drinking, doing drugs, hooking yeah. up. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to be like these people. Yeah. Like I want to be like the complete opposite. So then, like, I started to create and, like, cling to this identity, whereas, like, when I got older, I'm, like, I'm using this as, like, a way to, like, boost myself up or, like, shield myself yep. from things, when in reality, like, I should be embracing everyone and, like, not, like, creating a bubble around myself. So that's yeah. kind of, like, what it came down to was, like... Little B bubble little boy. Little B was, like, a bubble boy just trying to protect himself, and then... Big B, uh, actually not Big B, Big Mac. Well, yeah. Uh, to those to the listeners that don't know, um, <laughs> my my uh, nickname is Big Mac. Uh, that's a whole other story for my for my youth. Well, I guess I could I could tell very quickly. I I've been eating Big Macs since I was like out of the womb. I love Big Macs. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what the name there comes from. Um, so yeah, Big Mac idea of identity is yeah, like you said, like being a snake and just shedding it and shedding it to turn into a better version of myself and to kind of surrender the things that don't serve me anymore. Yeah. And I think, I think that's absolutely beautiful. And I think that's just evolution of life. Like if we were in the same situation for our whole entire lives, we'd be extremely boring. Yeah. Like I have this theory about adults just become very boring. They like cruise into this, like, they cruise into cruise control. It's like, oh, I'm just going to do the same monotonous thing for the rest of my life, mm. and then I'm going to die. And it's like, but there's so much more life, and I think, like, what you're doing right now is bold and different and not expected of people our age. It's like, oh, you should be completely settled and have your whole life figured yeah. out. And it's like, I have a lot of respect for you, and you're going like, no, I'm going to go live in Mexico City for three months and, like, 
go and figure that out and see what's going on. Like, instead of feeling like I have to live in Huntington Beach and I have to do these things, like you're breaking the mold. And I, it is scary because not a lot of people are doing that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you can tell me like once you've done it, you're like so extremely pumped that you did it. Yeah. I, it's interesting because, um, I think a lot of that, and you mentioned, like, people kind of, like, just stay in this, like, state of monotony. Yeah. I think that's a place of maybe, like, safety or also a diversion of, of some sorts. Like, mm-hmm. I think, because, like, I, I very much was was kind of, like, in that same state before. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I went to college, got my bachelor's degree got a job i was married at 26 um divorced at 32 and that was kind of like the catalyst for like a complete change in my life because up until that point i was literally like just going through the motions yeah and i think it was more because i was looking at external things mm-hmm. to satisfy and give me like internal happiness. So it's like, okay, if I get this like good nine to five job and get a good salary in a 401k, I'll be happy. So I get that. Oh, I'm still not happy. Okay. Maybe if I like start talking to girls now, and get married, <laughs> I'll be happy. I'll try the girl thing. Yeah. I'll try the girl thing. It's like, no, it doesn't give you satisfaction fulfillment. And it's like, okay, well maybe, you know, now we have kids. Oh, okay. Now we have the kids still not happy. Okay, maybe like a dog, maybe a bigger house. And we just go through life. Okay, distractions, the word I was looking oh, for. We're, I feel like it's like constant just constant distractions because we're not as people sometimes able to just like sit with ourselves and oh, have that's nothing, the, right? That is literally the hardest thing. Yeah. Because the moment that we actually sit in quietness or walk in quietness or whatever it is, we have to face our demons. We have to face like our greatest fears. And I think a lot of people in this world do not want to slow down to face those moments. And that's why when we, you know, we've both been in places where we've hit rock bottom and had like everything ripped from us Mm -hmm. and it's like those are the moments where you like go okay what am i going to do with my life that's where you grow though exactly like that's exactly those moments and it's it's so beautiful and so i think honestly like you know what you've experienced with your divorce and different things that i've dealt with like mentally and with depression it's like even though those things are so radical and i wouldn't wish them upon anyone they are truly transformative. Yeah. And like shake your life up to a point where you go, do I want to continue just to be distracted by all of this craziness when I'm really not fulfilled? I'm just going through the motions. It's really interesting because like when I went through my divorce, without getting too much into it, it was just like a very sudden thing. Like it was a situation where I had no idea that it was going to happen. It was like, you know, covid is March of 2020, mm-hmm. and my ex was just like, hey, I don't want to be married anymore. Mm-hmm. See ya. Like, yeah. And after that happened, I very much was in the mindset of like, I'm going to just like find a new person and just like fall back into that like lane I was in of like mm-hmm. the, the, the what, what a like stereotypical life is where like the 
five kids and the yeah. trees are, you know what I'm the saying? The white picket fence. Yeah, I just like, I'm going to just like, okay, I'm just going to, it's bigger and better and, you know, onward and upwards. Yeah. And I very quickly after my divorce got into a relationship and was like, I'm just going to like replace everything I had before and like move on. And then that crumbled. And then I started having really bad health, like extremely bad health issues. Like probably 2021 was like the darkest time of my life. Mm-hmm. And... I got to a place where it's like, that's where the true healing started to begin for me. And mm-hmm. like realizing like, oh, like you went through like this very serious like trauma with the divorce. But then you also, I also learned about like, you know, uh, past trauma, yep. killing your inner child, yep. you know, uh, how we've been, you know, like with social conditioning, how we react to situations and having to try to like learn to heal from that. Mm-hmm. So like the lowest parts of my life ended up being like the biggest blessings in my life Yep, and like being a catalyst for me to like be who I am now. And I've had more change as a human in the last three years that I probably have had throughout my entire life. Yeah. And it was through going those, through those hardships. Yeah. It's through getting out of that like stereotypical like lane of life and u- utilizing external things to make me happy. It was mm-hmm. being alone being just with myself and realizing that I have past traumas and things within myself that I need to heal from and mm-hmm. also realizing that the happiness doesn't come from external things. It comes from within. Yep. That was a huge thing for me mm-hmm. and something that I still am working on but have had a lot of progress with yeah. in the last couple of years and has been like life-changing for me. So I think we just as people just need to get rid of the distractions. It's hard because like in Southern California, that's the, the context you and I are speaking from, right? Yes. We have it so good here. Yep. Like, you know, our ancestors were fighting to, like, survive from, like, saber-toothed tigers, right? <laughs> like, like, they were, like, living real lives. We're just, like, we go on Instagram, it's like, oh, like, how many likes do I get on this post? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the most trivial things. But that's our that's our trauma. Yeah. It's not a saber-toothed tiger anymore. It's, like, going on, like, just the dumbest things. So we're, and we're constantly surrounded by it. And people can't, like, just be present. They always, we always have to be on. It's either, like, we're... On our phone, scrolling through something, mm. we're like watching television. We're like constantly like connected, but we're never present with ourselves. Um, so that's something that I've been trying to do more of. Is just like, I love it. Live in the now, girl. You Dude. know how it is. Nooks. They can't see us. No, I think I think it's that's really really profound because I've also been thinking about that a lot lately about being present and what that means because. No matter what you believe in and all of that and how you live your life, every human can realize that all we have is right now. We only have the present. We don't have the past. We don't have the future. I could walk across the street and get hit by a car. It's over. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you really, really like soak in what you have right now? Yes. Because oftentimes when that moment is over, whatever it is, you're like, oh, I wish I could get back to it. And it's like, how much more beautiful is it when you're actually enjoying the moment right there, right Mm -hmm. now? Yeah. So. 100%. Yeah. Love it. Okay, Brandon, let's jump into the next question. What do you believe in? Dun, dun, dun. These questions are so, (laughs) like, vast, like, (laughs) and what, like, the response can be. Um uh, let's go big picture here. Great. So um, I definitely believe in a higher power that 
created everything and created us. Mm-hmm. And I think that the point for us to li- like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to try to answer the purpose of life, but like, <laughs> like go for I think, it. <laughs> I think there's different levels of consciousness. I think that, that, that God, the supreme being is at the highest level of consciousness, mm-hmm. like infallible, perfect. Mm-hmm. And I don't, my personal belief is I don't think we as 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 human beings can be um, at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a constant pursuit to try to um, be at a higher level of consciousness and live our lives at a higher level of consciousness. But um, I don't know. That's the pursuit. But I also don't think like, uh, you know, other religions that's about achieve, achieving perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's kind of like a beauty in that, that like, you know, we aren't like gods and we don't achieve perfection, mm-hmm. but it's also like trying to like live better lives and like living up higher levels of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this, Sarah. Really back in No, no, no. I think here. that's good. And I think I think really like maybe what you're trying to say is that obviously you believe in God and you want due to believing in God and this like higher being, you want to live a better life. Not yeah. that you're trying to achieve perfection, but out of the love that you've been given, you essentially want to, I don't know, respect other people, love them out of like what you've been given. So I was raised in um, uh, uh, the Christian church. It was definitely like a fundamentalist um, upbringing, um, which I'm not necessarily uh, in line with that type of teaching to the to today as a as big mac mm-hmm. but um what i love about christianity is that we don't have to be perfect as people like god's the perfect one and we just have to do our best essentially right yeah. like it's not up to us to like i don't know be gods Grace. or achieve that right yeah um but having said that something that also for me personally, that kind of like messed me up for a long time was like the idea of like I'm helpless in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just kind of how I interpret things and kind of like oh, now I think I kind of grew from it was like I thought that like because I believe in a higher power and that like I'm not perfect that – I had this kind of like a victim mentality in a way. God has to change everything about me. And that that's true to extent, an extent, but I also think as like a human, I have the power to like change and love myself and do mm-hmm. things to like, you know, find the love from within and let that overflow into other aspects of my life. It's like you have free will. Yeah. Like, you know, Christianity taught me that like I'm like a, a sinner and like... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm just human. I, there's nothing I could do about it except for the grace of God, which is completely true. Mm-hmm. But also, God has given me a free will to, like, better myself. And I do believe that, like, when God talks about um, in the Bible, like, the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. Like, and and, th- and things of that nature. I think that, like, we as people can find God here and now. Like, in Christianity, I think there's, like, a, a belief that, like, well— like, this is, like, a fallen world, and, like, we have to wait till like, we die to be truly happy. No, eternity starts now. Yeah, eternity starts now. 
find that ch- that transformation now. So that was something that just for me, I just didn't really grasp. I think growing up, mm-hmm. it was always like, God, take care of everything for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm yep. helpless, but yep. that's not, I don't think how things work. Like I think God gave us like the ability to like transform mm-hmm. through him and be transformed people. Kind of like what we were talking about before about like shedding our identity mm-hmm. and just growing as people. That's kind of the approach I feel like now I'm trying to take of like, I'm not a helpless person. Yeah. Like. I am more than capable to grow, learn, and just become a better person every day and be happy. Yep. It's not something where it's like, I just give it to God that God take care of everything for me. You know what I'm saying? Like You're partnering in your life, right? It's a relationship. It's not, I look at it as like, you know, like a a father and a son type thing. It's like, I, I wouldn't expect my father to like, do everything for me it's a it's a back and forth it's like obviously like he's there to like love and support me and 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 take care of me but like i'm also like a capable human being and you can learn and grow yeah and like you learn from all the different experiences that you've had in your life and it's like you know as little kids sometimes we step in the road or put our hand over the fire and i was like oh not gonna do that again yeah like and it's like yeah it's just I think going back to you saying like it's a relationship, I think that's really incredible because I think oftentimes when people view like a relationship with God, it's very like buttoned up and I have to be perfect and I have to do all the right things to be loved by God. And the reality is all God really wants is a re- like is communication. Like if me and you are talking back and forth as friends, yeah. like it should actually be quite casual. But I think a lot of the times people are so intimidated that they think that they, it must be this very formal relationship. That's how I was too. Yeah. I looked at, I looked at like God, this like divine being and like the Bible is like a rule book that I had to follow. And that God was like the, the, like a principal or like a, a, a schoolmaster or something. Yeah. As opposed to now where it's like the, the father-son analogy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a perfect person. Me neither. <laughs> and the thing that's changed for me is like I make mistakes and I'm not going to beat myself up over it anymore. No. Like as a child, I would just be like so down on myself anytime I did something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, like yeah. there's like this pressure within religion yep. to like be perfect, it seems like, yeah. which is completely contradictory to what – most religions teach. Okay. Um, so I kind of just like got rid of that burden. No, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, no, it's, it was so freeing. I totally agree with you. And honestly, like in my adult life, I really have taken this like disposition mentally where I kind of like walk into any room, you know, most of the times with people that I don't know, but also with people that I do know and, and really say like, however I interact with people of like, hey, I'm broken. Like, I want people to know that like, I am not perfect by any means because the moment that you start putting yourself on a pedestal and like, oh, I've got it all figured out and you, all you people should worship me because I'm so perfect, that's the moment you fall. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just, I love like Jesus the person. Like Jesus who came down here and like met 
like the everyday average people that were like down and out was so humble and loving and kind. And he wasn't concerned about, oh, if you're sinned or whatever. He was just concerned if you, if you if your heart wanted to change. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just really amazing to walk through life saying like, hey, like, I don't got it all figured out. I'm just here trying to love God and love others. And I definitely am going to mess up because like, I just, I don't want to be like fallen from freaking pedestal up high. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, no one's got it figured out. No, that's, <laughs> and that's, I, I got into like, I, I'm sure many other people like trying to find like the meaning of life and like, is there a God? Is there not a God? If there's a God, like, what's the purpose of it all? And it's like, I don't know, like, you can get so, like, caught up in all of these, like, mysteries of the universe when I think at the end of the day, like, God as a supreme being is so, like, complex and vast that we'll just never understand everything. No. Right? No um, and it took me a long time to, like, realize that and like come to peace with that like i don't need to know every little single mystery of the universe yeah to like feel at peace with god right and i feel like sometimes within religion it's to a lot of people it's very black and white and like we have to have everything buttoned down no it's like that's how are we you can't button down god like yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just, no, I don't know. How can you do simple. that? And how do you, like, live a life where you're present when you're always consumed by trying to figure out, like, the mystery of every mystery of this universe? Yeah. Like, you would be so complacent. Yeah. That it's like, why? And then, well, I think when you, like, think that, like, you've got God figured out, where do you go from there, right? Like, how do you open yourself up to, like, the beauty and the mystery of God? Yeah. And like every, like, th- thing you're, that not you in, day to day. you're not in, you're not in, you're anymore. almost like equaling yourself. Yeah. You're almost like, well, I think you're putting God in a box in a yeah. way. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It's just like, there's like a beautiful, like, spiritual world out there that I don't think you have to be necessarily be a Christian or whatever to, mm-hmm. to see that. Yeah. Spiritual world for me definitely led me to like, to, to, to God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's just like, it's a it's a crazy world out there, but like in a good way. Like it just like there's just like so much out there to like just be in awe of. And oh, I think it's amazing. Once you start to like be present and like accept like the wonderment of life, like there's just so many like crazy things out there to see. Oh, for um, sure. Yosemite. We went to Yosemite like a year ago, I think, yeah. with our close uh, group of friends. Yeah. And- I mean, gosh, when you come into that valley of Yosemite, like, you are in awe. Like, you know you are small, and there is something bigger than you that has created, like, nature. And I just, I love when you're out in, like, nature like that, if it's Yosemite or other places where you're just like, dang, I am, I am a little baby ant in this like huge universe yes. and there's something that's so you're just like you're speechless yeah and i i think that those moments in life are so beautiful and it doesn't have to be in the, out in nature honestly sometimes it's like me walking around la and looking at 
all the different people that make up the city. And I'm like, wow, Jesus, this is incredible that you've created everyone uniquely different. Mm -hmm. Like, and you're just in awe of like, how did this happen? Yeah. It's all perspective, right? It's like, I I love the idea of like, because I think you and I are both like, we love to people watch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But like having a perspective and like an appreciation for like individualism Mm -hmm. and like, God's creativity yep. in people and like creation in general. And it's like super cool just to like watch all of it unfold. Yeah. It's amazing. Mix it up again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Snap, snap, yeah snap. <laughs> oh, that's that's <sighs> always super cool to me. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Okay. Last and final question. Right, what yeah. are you currently doing? Um, I'm currently doing the people people. <laughs> with my good friend Sarah Nelson, um, but more um, big picture. Um, well, as you kind of mentioned before, I've been living in, in Mexico City for since, what, February. Um, I was lucky enough to have you um, there for the first part of that It was trip. amazing. It was an amazing city. Got back in May, was in the States for two weeks, and then went back to Mexico, and now I'm back here again. Um, but already thinking about possibly going back again because I like it there so much. Yeah. So we'll see. There's um, I love going back to what we were talking about, about like people watching and just like loving just like culture and diversity. Like mm-hmm. I just want to like travel and like see new things and experience new things. But I want to like live in those areas. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's nice to go on vacation and like spend uh, a period of time in places, but you truly don't get to like know the place unless you like spend a, a, a much more extended period of time there right yeah, go so, a little deeper right go a little bit deeper build some relationships make the place kind of like feel like home yep which is interesting because like i feel like you a place can turn into home very quickly like i wasn't in mexico city for very long but, like it feels like home like when i left and came back it felt like i was coming back home which is really weird yeah yeah like how quickly that happened but yeah I, I want to travel more and kind of just experience new cultures and people. And I don't know. There's like just a a crazy, beautiful world out there. And I, I want to take part in that. So there's that. What other cities do you possibly want to go to? Uh, Buenos Aires. Okay. In Argentina is on my list. So uh, I kind of got to stay on the Western Hemisphere just for... Uh, oh, work purposes? Like, yeah, like uh, time zone stuff. Different parts of Mexico. Um, my brother went to Peru uh, recently and really liked it. So maybe go to like Lima. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to Hawaii next next. Oh, yeah, month. with the whole car cut whole crew. crew. Shout out to Cousin Lando for graduating. <laughs> uh, we're going to be celebrating that in Hawaii. Lando, so. love that guy. But yeah, I don't know. I'm also like in a place of like shedding my identity and a lot of things and also trying to like get back into things that I had done before. Like I'm trying to get um, into uh, more music stuff again. I was, music was a very big part of my life in in high school and college. And I think that kind of joining the workforce and doing a nine to five, I like for some reason shed that creative musical aspect of my life yeah uh for various reasons one because i was working to i think i had some like insecurities about creating music yeah um after having done it young as a younger person so yeah i'd like to start doing some more music stuff um 
I'm currently playing in a band with a couple of uh, uh, mutual friends that you and I have. Mm -hmm. So that's been like super awesome and like super fun to do. And I'm really like happy to be like with like a really cool group of guys doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing jujitsu for the last six or seven years. And I think like people sometimes look down on like certain like sporting endeavors <laughs> as like jock stuff, which I get, but like, I don't know, like I do think sports and like physical activity are very artistic. Yeah. Um, you know, ballerinas, dancers, they're artistic, right? That's yeah. one of the most physical things you can do. Yeah. So I look at like jujitsu, surfing, things of that nature as like an artistic endeavor. So those are things that like I try to put effort into and things that I enjoy. And um, I probably could be getting a lot better at, at them, um, <laughs> if you ask me. But I don't know, things that I kind of just like little by little have been trying to improve upon. And, and I think that's rad. I, I don't know. For me, it's so important important to have some type of movement just from a purely like mental standpoint, yeah. like to be able to either get on my bike or go to the gym or go on a walk. It, it makes me so much more present and aware of my surroundings because if my mental state isn't in a good place and then I'm trying to be like aware of my surroundings, like it just doesn't work. Yeah. And so doing sports and different movement based activities has shown to be so important for me yeah i mean just the, the the mental aspect of it alone yeah just like getting out there and like pushing yourself is 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 huge like the dopamine yeah that, that you get and stuff like that it's it's so i think like beneficial um so yeah i i totally agree with you um uh, kind of going back to like shedding identity like yeah. low b was definitely like a scared little low b and didn't <laughs> want to talk to people and was in like this little bubble and now i'm trying to like be more like you where like you're the type of person that like you enter a room and you instantly become everyone's like best friend <laughs> so i'm trying to like and i've i've been getting much better throughout the years yeah just like be able to just like go to places like maybe alone mm -hmm. and put myself out there yeah like I in mexico i would just go to like saw some like bachata classes yeah I didn't know anyone there and I just like try to like make friends and like build like a little community and it's always hard to like start off with like zero foundation oh yeah but like you just go there and just start like I don't humans are very interesting like we all want relationship we all want interaction and we we're just talking about this even as like yeah <laughs> like cold approaches with trying to like hit on <laughs> hit on girls like it's so scary and daunting yeah but at the end of the day like it's just human interaction. Yeah. And we have put these like, have these fears that we just need to like surrender to. And once we do that, we're able to like build community, build connections with people. So I'm trying to be better at like just building my community, whether that's going to be like lifelong friendships or just like short term relationships with people. I, th I think that's amazing. And at the end of the day, what I have always thought about is if I approach someone and say like, hey, how's it going? I like your shoes. And they say, oh, thanks. And they don't want to talk to me. And then it's like, okay, no worries. Like yeah, I'm on to the next. The effort. Yeah, I'm on to the next person. And being outside of your comfort zone is probably humans like 
biggest fear, to be honest. Like yeah. I went to Japan by myself in j- this past January for eight days. And I've traveled like solo by myself in foreign countries before, but this was the first time I was by myself in a country that doesn't primarily speak English. And I have, I had never experienced loneliness that much. Mm. Yeah. Like you, you, I can't talk to anyone. Like I can, but I don't want to make that person feel uncomfortable if they don't know English. Right. Cause I don't know Japanese. And I remember, oh my gosh, I was sitting and I had a fantastic time in Japan, but the low point was sitting at this Japanese garden and this lady walked by and like said hi to me in English. And I about like teared up because <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, this was like day three that I didn't have like a proper conversation with someone. And but I think in those moments of loneliness, in those moments of like. Uh, like self-reflection that's where we grow the deepest. And I look back at the experience of eight days in Japan and it grew me so much. Mm -hmm. And like, there was a moment, like I love cycling. I got to cycle 12 miles around Tokyo and looking at architecture. Like I literally was like, thank you, Jesus. And it's, I could be sitting on my couch and crying that I'm not married and I'm 33 years old and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, no, like, I want to go out and live my life and I'm going to go to Japan by myself. And like, and I did it and it was incredible. Yeah. And I think like bringing that back to your experience and to people like approaching strangers, like there's so much goodness on the other side, Mm -hmm. like that a lot of people never experience because they're so fearful. But yeah, it's not a hundred percent success rate, but even if it's 30%, and you like say hi to this girl and like who knows she might become your wife one day yeah. like there's so much out there that we don't want to be experience just because we're fearful yeah and it's like well what if what if i try to do that mm-hmm. and what if it actually works out and what if i make a best friend like i think for me i just look at it as there's so much opportunity yeah that it the fear starts to like go down yeah so i'm I'm really like really, really stoked for you. And I honestly have an incredible amount of respect for you and everything that you have endured and overcome and that you're willing to be vulnerable and say like, hey, like I'm questioning these different things that used to define me Mm -hmm. because I don't think a lot of people in this world do that because I think it's actually really hard. Yeah, I love you. And I Thank know you. I, you <laughs> I know that this is just the beginning. So I'm I'm always in little B big Max corner. <laughs> oh. yeah, was that was that the wrap up right there? Is that how we uh, I mean, sign I off? Mean, that... you want. I don't think there's anything we can say after that. I feel like that's like there's no and then nothing more to be said after that. Uh, well, let's uh, let's snap, snap out. this out. <laughs> <laughs>